Welcome back to another episode in the dojo. We're finally back on the couch. Um, you said it while we were mic testing. The 8 a.m. show after a weekend of Vegas should be a great look. <laughs> a really good look. I mean, I feel awful. I feel like shit. I'm exhausted. Uh, I feel like I'm still hung, hung over, getting reminded of all the lost bets I lost this weekend. Coins are not looking good right now. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about it. We are finally in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. Um, I'm going to have to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House this week because... When do you plan on doing that? I was going to probably do it Wednesday because that's when the Lisa Ann episode drops. Oh, worries. So we're going to have a free day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, excited. so going to have to do that. Not excited at all. Did not expect a 16 seed and a 15 seed to be in the Sweet 16. So that that really sucked. Um, but there's no 16 seed. In the or just Princeton. Yeah, it was ju- it's literally just Princeton. Wow, so just Princeton. I don't know why I thought after you. No, after you. The they made it to the round of 32 and lost. No. They yes. didn't win two games. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so third, just Princeton. Wow, thanks, Nick. Third year in a row, a 15 seed. Third year in a row, 15 seed made it to the Sweet 16. <sighs> yep. So hyped. I mean, it was minus – the odds on the book – actually, that's not true. The odds on the book were minus 300 for them to win one game. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. That has yeah. nothing to do with going to the Sweet 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just felt like with how crazy, you know, conference attorneys were going into this, felt like there was a solid chance that there was going to be a crazy dog. Uh, had zero hopes or ideas that it would be Princeton of all teams. Princeton wasn't even on my radar. No, no. Wasn't I feel like radar. the way the bracket shook up is basically similar to just clicking a randomizer on the generator. To see which one was going to make it through. Yeah. Um, the conch has almost lost every single pick. Yeah. It's 7%. No way the conch it, is that bad. Yeah. It's yeah. 7%? 7% for the conch. Oh, well, because your champion was Indiana. Yeah. Who's the, who were they playing in the final? <laughs> UCSB. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gauchos, dude. It was Fuck. just never UCSB, dude. No, it, was not. it was never. Um, yeah, but let's talk about the weekend a little bit. I mean, it was great. We have the Lisa interview coming on Wednesday, so that's going to be awesome. We're really excited about that. I think uh, it's going to be one of our better episodes we've ever done. Uh, we had some crazy games, some crazier nights. Um, but I have to say, I think the craziest game that we watched was the Furman game on that first day. I I really don't think anything touches that. I was thinking the exact same thing before I went to bed last night. That game, I'll definitely remember that one for a long time. That fucking shot was crazy. Like that was just the epitome of March. It felt like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, being in that room too, with all those dudes that, I mean, wait, pause, Yeah. but all the dudes that, you know, just. Love reacting to the madness of March. It's just like that room erupted when that shot splooged. And I feel like even if you had a UVA ticket, which, you know, I did not, but I, I feel as though that entire hoops and hops area, even if you had a UVA ticket, it was still, there was still like an, an energy of, holy shit, that was crazy. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot of like, God, <laughs> I you know mean, what I, I mean? certainly was doing that after that shot because I did have some units on Virginia yeah. ML and a Bezo pack. But, I mean, still, you charge that to the game. It's March. Shit happens. No, 100%. Um, after, you know, I mean, we did we did do an episode after that after that first day. But, 
you know, other than that, I mean, we, we had some, some crazy, crazy, uh, I think some, some crazy, crazy runs. Um, I'm kind of surprised at who's made it to the sweet 16 in a couple cases. Obviously I didn't expect Michigan state to go this far, but they're playing unconscious. They are. Um, my wagon has somehow made it far as well, Kansas State. So I still have a dog in the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game is going to be very hard to p- to pick a winner of. Michigan State, Kansas State. The line is already won. So wow. I mean, yeah, that's going to be really close. Um, Arkansas. Should we give our flowers to that team of freshmen knocking off Kansas? That was pretty goaded. I also had Kansas that game, sadly. But also uh, busted our TFM bracket. It, yes, they indeed did. But it, <laughs> I do, I do like Arkansas. I was low-key kind of rooting for them to take down Kansas, um, but it's good to see you know an eight seed make it this far too. No, same. Once we, once, once the bracket isn't perfect, I was just betting things that I liked. I wasn't necessarily in my head going, "Oh, I need this for my bracket. I need that for my bracket." Um, a lot of it was, I mean, I took Arkansas at the points and once it was Arkansas, Kansas, after watching Arkansas play in the first round, there was 65% in my head. I, I was going, this Arkansas team could probably be Kansas because Kansas didn't look great, great against Howard. Like Alabama pretty much punked the shit out of, um, pretty much who's their first round matchup. Took St. M Corpus Christi pretty much punked the shit out of them. Like they never looked like they were going to lose it. They were always up by every time I looked at the TV by 20. So there was never like an, an air of, you know, Bama looked like they were struggling. Kansas didn't look fantastic, fantastic against Howard. Obviously they got the job done and, and blew him out, but yeah. you know, playing a team like Arkansas who just looked, I mean, amazing in their first round matchup. It was kind of, you know, there's that feeling of oh shit. Yeah, like they might they might knock off a one seed. Yeah, dude, this weekend like made me realize. I mean, I've got, we've all known this for a long time, but no one's ever gonna make a perfect break. It's literally impossible. No, it's impossible. No, it's never gonna happen. No, I mean the stupidest shit in rounds one is just hard enough to get through, and then to predict every single outcome within is it's not happening. And I would still pick Livy. <laughs> That's crazy. I would still pick Livy. That's crazy. Um, I saw something that I feel like we need to talk about at least a little bit. Purdue just loves to get upset. They're poverty, dude. Like, like at what point, selection committee, are we going to go, let's put Purdue in a position where they don't have to get upset? Like a one seed, dude. I mean, we all knew it too. Like, there were so many polls out there. Like, what one seed do you see losing earliest? Everyone knew it was going to be Purdue. Uh, I mean, I never had them going farther than the second round in yeah. any of my brackets. Yeah. Um. But as I started to think about it, it almost made sense that FDU did what FDU did because it was the same game plan as St. Peter's the year before. St. Peter's. Much smaller than Purdue, but they had more seniority and they just hounded Zach Eady. I think it was Big Cat tweeted, "It just looks like a bunch of Chihuahuas out there right now, fighting against Zach Eady yeah. um, for the for the FDU game." And when I think back about it, I was in person for the St. Peter's game against Purdue. It was the same shit. They just played harder. They hounded him like it was never. There was never a moment where you're like, oh, Zach Eady has his feet under him now. Like, FDU did the same thing. So, I think that coach, when when he was looking at that game in that locker room after their first-round matchup, and was like, I hope Purdue hears this. Like, we want Purdue. 
he'd probably just looked at that game tape and in the back of his head went, yeah, I mean, this fits our style perfectly. We're just going to outhound him. Yeah. Because I don't know, for whatever reason, even having Zach Eady, Purdue never developed an offense no. where maybe we could take a little bit of pressure off him. No, no. It was always just dump it into Zach, see if he can get it up. Oh, he can't. Okay, kick it back out. All right, now kick it back in. And our okay. shooters can't do shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he's soft as baby shit. So, it's so like, soft, dude. <laughs> like, you can only go as far as that. Yeah, and I mean, so that was kind of, that was awesome to watch. I mean, we got two schools from New Jersey going crazy. That was awesome. Um, but, man, I I think it's so hard for me not to see a point of view where people aren't romantic about the sport of college basketball. When you get into March and you got teams like FDU and guys like Dimitri Roberts that are like 5'5", five, five, playing against power five schools and knocking them off and they always go into the, like the, the crazy stats of you know FDU doesn't have a band so the Dayton band stayed around to help them out like FDU's campus um you know the student base is what I like like just like the random facts about even the St. Peter's team like they practice in a high school gym like you find out about all these these kids where they they're playing basketball for the love of basketball that make this tournament that you've probably never heard of before that that I think is why March Madness is special when you have yeah. you know kids that are really playing basketball and really in the gutter for basketball yeah. because they love the sport of basketball, making it and playing a Purdue and knocking off a Purdue on national TV where these kids have hadn't had a national game all year long that we're watching on ESPN Plus. Um, if that, yeah, I think I think that is like the best part of March and like college basketball. No, you said it actually really well. I mean, like look at the, the comparison of where Fairleigh Dickinson plays versus where Purdue plays. It's crazy. It's like a, it's like a fucking high school gym versus, you know, professional arena. You might get lucky at an FDU stadium if they have hot dog night. (laughs) Whereas at the Purdue, it's basically you're playing in the league when you're playing at a stadium like Purdue in the big 10. Yeah. Uh, So I thought that was awesome. But even like the little shit, I, I just said it, but you know, after you not having a band and the Dayton band staying and like supporting them. That. Yeah. That's crazy. I think it was for the first game. But even stuff like that is like awesome to me. And, you know, FDU's director of media, I think, is like 20, 21, 22. Yeah, I, yeah, saw I saw that online that. too. I saw that. So stuff like that, I think, is just like what I love so much about March and why, you know, now that we're in the Sweet 16, I mean, it's anybody's ball game. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said it before we even went out to Vegas. Um, on the pod, off the pod, there's no such thing as a bad pick in March. Facts. You might you might get banged out by a pick and look back and go, why the hell did I do that? But there's really no such thing as a bad pick in March. Like even a sprinkle on FDU's money line at 2,800 yesterday, I mean, they covered 14 with ease. Yeah, that was way too many points. Yeah, and they were it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So, I mean, when we when we get into the Sweet 16 – I mean, there's there can't be a bad bet. Yeah, I'm really hoping that that curse of no team on you know the west side of Texas has won in like 20 years. That's how, that's what I'm rooting for at this point for that to end. Such a West Coast guy. It's like <laughs> so all like he wants. UCLA and Gonzaga, and then of course Houston, which doesn't really fall into that category. But uh, those are my three you know teams that I'm rooting for now. Yeah, I mean, I picked Bama, so I still have my champion alive, which feels good. Um, I actually think I still have my entire Final Four alive, which I think is the first time I've ever made it all the way to 
the Sweet 16 with an intact Final Four. Wow. Nope, Providence fucked me. Never oh, mind. Yeah, that was yeah, that was just a donation. <laughs> I mean that that was a bad bet. That was I can admit that was a that was a biased bad bet. But you know I still have three of my Final Four. I picked Xavier. Xavier kind of shocking people. Gonzaga and then Bama in my Final Four. Um, yeah, I mean we didn't get to talk about Providence, so I guess I'll talk about it. That sucked, man. That sucked. I mean Ed Cooley now is thinking about leaving, going to Georgetown. What looked like was going to be the start of a real dynasty at Providence where we're getting consistent five stars, we're getting great transfers, we're going, you know, it's an expectation to make the tournament not a surprise, felt like was on the horizon. And of course, we get the success and now it looks like we're going to get, you know, our leader picked off and, you know, if he leaves, I'm sure everyone's going to transfer and we're going to have to start from ground zero and get a new coach and... And do the whole nine, which I'm I'm really not looking forward to, but I mean you let the man grab twenty five rebounds. I mean, yes. <laughs> twenty five fucking rebounds, dude. I mean, that is absurd. <laughs> like he had more rebounds than our team in the first half. That's crazy. Like that is it was like embarrassing watching. Like I was sitting um before we got our first table at Circus Rim, I was sitting or standing just around like a bunch of randoms because I wanted to watch a TV. While everyone was eating, and there was one guy that clearly had like bet on Providence in front of me, and then there was like a, I think there was like two or three Kentucky fans like right here, and you know, I was going crazy because we were keeping it tight, like I wasn't like being obnoxious, but I was like clapping, like come on, like every time we got something. After eight minutes in, I knew we were gonna lose the game. Yeah, because one, the narrative of the Bryce Hopkins revenge game was dead because they wanted to punk him more than he wanted to punk them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were in his grill from the first minute, and it just seems like he collapsed. I mean, you can't – I mean, I guess you can, but in my head, you can't play your old team and not have double-digit points. I mean, he had 7.6 rebounds. I mean, that's like the epitome of the Kentucky fan base now just having me in a chokehold. Yeah. Because Jeez. I was like, it's it's our revenge game. Like, you should have given him minutes. You should have. Now I look like a fucking idiot. Because <laughs> he got punked, dude. Like, bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we never had life. No. No, it's okay. It, your Providence is out. TCU's out. I mean, they, TCU yesterday showed some great fight. W cover. Legacy cover with a meaningless three-pointer with less than a second on the clock. But I can't believe you pulled that off. Yeah, I mean, I know you had TCU money line, but I'm sure you had to have had a sprinkle on the plus four and a half. So talk to me about watching that on the plane because I was like in and out of sleep. And then, you know, as we were coming in for the landing, I saw you had your phone out watching the game. Like talk to me about like watching that. Yeah, sadly, I had the plus five and a half with some cake. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I was I was really happy to see that they, they fucked over Gonzaga spread betters. That was a W for me. But yeah, I had the money line. Winning the whole game, basically until five minutes left, Gonzaga started to pull away. Um, but yeah, that was tough. That was tough. But they showed great fight. I really genuinely didn't think we were going to beat Gonzaga, but with TCU, you can never not have hope. There's so much heart in that team on you know, both sports, football and basketball. Uh, but yeah, no, it was electric way to cover. Tough loss. Um, now we got Gonzaga-UCLA, which is a one-point spread. That's going to be a Great game. I, I'm going to go Zags. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> I think I might too. I mean, Gonzaga is one of those teams pre-tournament where 
it just felt like they got hot at the right time, and we talked about the narrative of not having a target on their back. I kind of love this Gonzaga team now. Like, having watched them a couple times, they just look good, man. Timmy's too I mean, good. He's but could be a great matchup, him and Jaime Hawkins. Yeah. That just seems like the most March Madness matchup of all time. Like, neither are going to do anything after <laughs> college. So, But, like, they're dominant yeah. on their team, so it just feels like the most March matchup of all time. I feel like both of them have been playing college basketball since I was in fucking high school. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think... It's hard to remember a season without Drew Timmy right now. Yeah. I'm trying to remember a March Madness tournament where it wasn't like, Drew Timmy is a top-ten player in March. Yeah. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about just kind of like the trip to Vegas in general. Um, you know, we went to Circus Swim a couple times. That was awesome. Uh, I have to say, though, there's nothing worse than getting your soul sucked at Circus Swim. And while it's happening, it, uh, <laughs> having the time of my life. God damn it, dude. Put the goddamn game sound on. Like and Gabriel, who's first time out of the home in like two months, with his buddies, is at the thing with a bottle, just shirtless, looking gross, <laughs> jumping in the pool, being like, literally having the time of their lives, like not having a single cent on the game, and we're just sitting there like, oh my god, <laughs> like no, closer is coming on. You're like, dude, I don't care about the roommate in Boulder. <laughs> Circa's great. That's the one downfall, though, is that they they the music's just blasting the whole fucking twenty four hours you're there. But on the reverse, when your bed hits, it's election. oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, no, you because then you're like heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, like, God, I love this DJ right yeah. now. Like when USA hit that grand slam, we were sweating that out, uh, and there was some hype song going on in the background. I was dancing to it. It was electric. But yeah, no, when you're on the wrong side of it. Dude. And Furman hits a buzzer beater. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's fucking just not the vibe, dude. It's not. So it's a give and take for sure. Holy shit. <laughs> you got Pitbull blasting in your fucking ear. You just lost five units. And it's not even like a current song. Like, God. <laughs> you start like analyzing the music. Like, is this guy fucking kidding me right now? Pitbull. It's 10 in the morning, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, the one downfall. Yeah, no. Um, we hit the tables a couple times. Um, I did want to talk about... So, we had our flight on Sunday. We're hanging out at Caesars. You and uh, you and JJ are like, all right, let, let's hit the tables. And I didn't. the only thing I played on the tables was roulette. So, I was like, all right, I'm going to come watch you guys. Because you guys are going to play blackjack. And I feel like... If it's not a table of just the people I know, I don't feel comfortable playing blackjack yet in Vegas because even that lady next to you at the end there, that was like, no, you know, you don't hit on that. Yeah, like, I can't do that shit. Like, like, I'm dumb where I just want to have fun. Yeah. So I'll have like a hundred dollar hand, and if I have seventeen, like I might just hit for the fuck of it and be like, what if I just bang? Um, you don't hit that. But yeah, that's that's why I didn't play. I just wanted to watch you guys. When is enough enough? Because Trent walked in there with he put eighty five down. Got up to 500, and then what happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, you caught me at a, a time where I was just trying to kill time because we had already went to the tables, cashed out, and then we realized we have, like, an hour left for our flight. So we were like, all right, let's go back to the tables. And I had already made, like, 1,500 on the previous session of playing tapes. So I put down – I cashed out, like, 
three pink chips, but I had like four twenties in my back pocket. So I just bought in with them and was playing aggressive, just trying to go up fat quick. Actually made that happen and then just donated it right back as soon as they switched dealers. But the dealer before was actually I was on a fucking hot streak. That's how I made fifteen hundred in a quick thirty minutes. But she was so funny and she was like telling me to hit. She's like, Quit being a bitch. <laughs> no, she was literally like the best. Yeah, yeah. So like she, she was super funny. And then the new dealer, of course, came up twenty one, twenty one. I was like, oh, well, yeah. Here she we was go. Reinventing ways to get twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, speaking of, I ended up going to XS on Saturday night to see Marshmallow, and after the concert, we went to go play some games. But for some reason, we decided to do virtual blackjack. That shit is. Game. We played about twelve hands. First two hands. Um, it was three of us, two of us cashed, like one busted. Then the next hand, two of us cashed, one busted. And then nine hands straight, the dealer in virtual blackjack showed 21. Yeah. Off of like showing a two Yeah. and showing a five. Yeah. And we'd just be like, yo, there's no way. And we'd have like 19 and 20s like standing and it would just be like showing a five, flip a two. Like, oh, I mean, here we go. Yeah. 21. He'd be like, dude, are you? Like, Are you fucking, fucking kidding, kidding me? me? <laughs> so then we finally like figured out hit roulette. I don't think there's a better game than roulette. I'm like a hundred percent positive. No, roulette is is exhilarating for sure. Like you can't. I feel as though you can't beat it. I lo- I just love blackjack too much because I feel like it, it's a little bit more in your hands, whereas you know it's literally where the ball bounces with roulette. Yeah. But like. I'm a huge degen, and I love roulette. Uh, I've had some scary, scary sessions in the roulette table. That's for damn sure. Scary. <laughs> scary. Just putting 500 on black and clenching the cheeks. <laughs> Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Speaking of being a degen, can you explain to the people what we did at the airport? <laughs> <laughs> Playing the Wheel of Fortune, Johnson. That shit was – I love that game. I actually love that game. As if, as if it couldn't get worse – we go into the airport and there's a Wheel of Fortune slot machines. And we're like, play Wheel of Fortune. Let's get a couple spins in real quick. <laughs> Let's get a couple spins of Wheel of Fortune. So we're like sitting there just looking like the biggest degenerates of all time as if we didn't just spend four or five days in Las Vegas, Nevada, <laughs> playing every single game, betting on every single game. And we're sitting there sweating Wheel of Fortune being like, hit for me, hit for me, hit for me. <laughs> So that, that was a good way to kind of wrap up our, our Vegas experience. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about the Sweet 16 because we are going to have the Lisa Ann episode coming out on Wednesday. So the next time we're going to be talking to people is going to be on Friday. It's going to be on Friday, so we're going to miss a whole day of games. So I did want to talk about the Thursday games a little bit, just kind of talk through them. Um, there's only four, so should be pretty quick. Kansas State plays Michigan State. The spread is Michigan State as a favorite minus one with mm. Kansas State as the three seed. Damn, that's such a tough game. Um, I feel as though also my take was kind of correct in terms of the team you need for March. Yeah, I feel like the guard play has been what has kind of brought a lot of teams to where they are right now, which, you know, is kind of expected. Um, but I feel like in the short spreads, we talked about it a little bit in Vegas on on the episode Nuts on tape, kind of go with your gut in a, in a short spread game. Don't yeah. I wouldn't necessarily look at the line too much. Obviously, Michigan State is favored. That's important to know. But in a short spread game like that, I would go with your gut more than anything. And 
you know, biasly, I, I would probably take Kansas State. Unbiasedly, though, Michigan State looks like they could win it all. Yeah. No, like, I mean, I hate fading Izzo in March. I mean, that was that's kind of everyone's narrative, and it's true most of the time. I mean, they have the second most Sweet 16 appearances in the last, like, 20 years. No, yeah, I mean, he's unconscious when it comes to March yeah. Madness. I mean, when he's got a team that believes and he's coaching at – you know, his highest mark, it's it's really hard. Yeah. Really hard to beat him. Uh, but this Kansas State team, I don't know. They're just kind of like, they're a little different. I know. And that a little spread's different. interesting to me. It is very interesting that they are the underdog. Yeah. For To, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Arkansas plays UConn in a spread that's way closer than I thought. It's minus three and a half for UConn. Um, I'm just going to ride with the Hogs, man. I've made my decision about a lot of these games. Uh, the next game is probably a no bet for me just because I really have no interest in watching it or betting it. But... What? I'm gonna just I'm gonna ride with this Arkansas team. What game are you Tennessee talking? FAU? Oh fuck that I was game! I like, don't really want to bet on that yeah. game. Like I just I don't. mean again, that's what makes making a bracket so hard. Is like these middle of the pack teams that make yeah. it. Like who had FAU in their Sweet Sixteen? You know, yeah. I had like, Memphis because you know I think recency bias. Yeah, just a botch job of all time. Yeah, uh, Marquette turned out to be recency bias as well. Facts, but they also ran into a scorching hot Michigan State, so that's yeah. just like tough. Yeah. Um, but Arkansas UConn, I feel like. You know, I'm a Biggie's guy. When the tournament starts, when the tournament starts, I kind of follow what my dad used to do. And his whole point was once the tournament starts, I'm a Biggie's fan. Um, you know, you want the conference to do well. You want the conference to look great. Uh, you battled against these teams all year. You want to see them go deep. But UConn can literally go fuck themselves. Like, I don't even consider them a Biggie's team. Good, good. Um, but I just, I love this Arkansas team. Me too. You know, I they're like crying it. in the locker room after making the Sweet 16. The coach is going crazy. Um, I love energy like that. So I think that I think that's gonna be a great game. And bought in too. FAU Tennessee. Tennessee's minus five and a half. Uh, it's just not a game I really want to touch. Yeah, I think Tennessee takes care of business. I think so too. I like the money line. I like so too. I mean, yeah, that could be a bozo pack. Yeah. Um, and then the game we talked about, Gonzaga plays UCLA. UCLA's minus one and a half. Um, where is that game being played? I would love to know. Nick, do you know where that game's being played? Uh, if we can, if you can look it up, let me check which one. Oh, it's in Las Vegas. It's in it's in Vegas. Um, Gonzaga, UCLA. Again, the line to me a little weird because I feel as though Gonzaga's looked a little better than UCLA, and I feel as though Gonzaga has has had to play the better teams. I mean, UCLA had to play Northwestern that I don't think was that impressive coming out of the Big Ten, and then UNC Asheville, whereas you know. Gonzaga had to go to battle with a really good Grand Canyon team and then a TCU team that I think if they don't run into Gonzaga probably goes a little deeper. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm uh, I'm all over Gonzaga here at at plus chicken. I mean, I love this Gonzaga team right now. Um I think the way they're playing, they match up great against UCLA and I think this is going to be the first game where we see UCLA missing their best defenders is going to have a little bit of a toll. Um so far I'm in agreement with all the plays you say, which could be bad. Even time. though I feel like you kind of were on UCLA a little bit, like a fan of UCLA. Uh, I mean, I, would, I obviously as a fan of the Frogs, I want to see Gonzaga do well after taking us down. So, you know, I mean, regardless, I'm happy with the outcome because I want UCLA or Gonzaga to win the whole thing. Um, I also just wanted to rewind to our TFM bracket where, you know, we were sharp. We had the Furman upset. Um, but something that we had a discussion about on the couch that I think is now hysterical looking back in hindsight when we were... Is it Utah State making a sneaky run? No, when we went, 
how the fuck did Creighton get this far? <laughs> but now Creighton looks like they could go that far yeah. with a matchup against Princeton that, you know, I think that's a team where, I hate to say it, but, I mean, Mizzou was, Mizzou was just never going to go deep, Nick. No. I'm sorry. No. But they don't rebound. They don't have big men. And they ran into a team in Princeton that beat the shit out of the team that had the best big men in Arizona. And it was like, if the threes weren't falling, Mizzou was always going to get clapped. And that was just so hard to watch, knowing that Nick's team sent me to the Waffle House as a six seed. Um, but I think Creighton's a team that Princeton runs into, and now it's like, okay, the dream's over. Like, you're going to get your shit kicked in, like, yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but no, dude, so our Sweet 16 was Bama and Furman. We had Bama, so that was big. Creighton and Utah State, we had Creighton. We have Creighton advancing, so rooting for Creighton for the TFM bracket. We had Memphis and Duke. Ouch. We had Providence and USC. Ouch. We did pick Houston and Miami correctly, and we do have Miami advancing, which I now love. Wow. We perfectly picked Xavier, Texas. We had Kansas and UConn, because Kansas was our champ. We decided the back-to-back narrative was a good look. And then we had TCU, UCLA with TCU advancing. So we have two teams left in our Final Four, and it's Miami and Creighton. (laughs) So I I think we should... Stan Creighton, for, as a U, as a TFM fan base, yeah. I think we should stand Creighton. Okay, okay. I think that should be our team, I our mean, yeah, darling we, team. We doubted the fuck out of him, or I did at least. And we have them in the final. Wow. So <laughs> it would be devastating if Princeton knocked off our final. <laughs> that would just suck. Um, Shout out Princeton, though. You got a fan for life for sending Mikey to the Waffle House for 24 hours. And I have to say, there's nothing worse than having a bet like that on the line and it not being close. And then you just Ooh, <laughs> having the time of my life. And while that's happening, you're standing next to me, popping your head, going, "I'm like, yo, banana like- or chocolate chip, man." And I'm just like, "Dude, I'm literally gonna smack the taste out of your mouth if you don't step away from me, dude." And of course, it's like we have Mizzou fans, and then we have people that know the bet and the faces when I would, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm watching the game a little bit, and I'm like. Get a stop. Get a stop. Just to stop at a three. Yeah, dude. Yeah, literally, literally, if you're betting on March Madness and you're watching college basketball this week, the amount of times you've gone, all right, here, here's the thing. A stop, a three, a stop, and a three, we're back in this game. Like, we're not only covering, but we're no. back in this game. Or just a quick stop and a three, we're back at the table. I think... I've I said that to nausea. Yeah, no, the the BR betting guys made a post about that, and I was like, "That's I've said that a million fucking times." We did meet them at the book. That was a good time. Yeah, they were they were good people. Good They're people. Homies. It was good to meet like a bunch of people in the gambling community as well. We we met more than just the BR betting guys, so that was cool to meet to this meet everyone. Community, the betting community is so small, like very small. It's crazy, you know. All the people you see on your phones every day, uh, you, it, it seems big, but it's really not. It's no, not. super small. But, uh, no, it's great to be a part of it. I love it. It's a very small circle. Everyone's, you know, pretty much boys with each other. Um, but that was the first time meeting a lot of the people in the community, so it was a really good time. Yeah, I mean, it was a great time. I thought, I thought um, you know, the weekend went well. Um, but watching that Mizzou game with that bet on the line and everyone in our cabana kind of knowing that not only was that bet on the line, but we have some diehard Mizzou fans. Because the cabana was behind us, you'd be watching the TV – Princeton goes up 10 in the second half. Turning around just to look at everyone, 
you would have thought I lost a family member the way people were looking at me. It was like, and I was like, fuck, it's like, I'm really going to have to spend 24 hours in a fucking Waffle House, dude. Like, this is just so brutal. And like, Lisa Ann being there, too. So, like, yeah. not wanting to get, like, overly upset, but just being like, dude. Dude, in that fucking Texas over, missed my layup to take Lisa to dinner. And, of course, of course, of fucking course I'm talking to Lisa and we're like talking through the bet and I really wanted to take Penn State plus five and a half I really wanted to I'm not just saying that to say that but I didn't want to root against Lauren and I felt like it had to be an over yeah and the only game that she was going to be there for was the Penn State game I didn't want to take that over I fucking hate Big Ten teams and overs yeah but I thought you know what text will come out shoot the lights out and I now officially hate both programs. Dude, it was crazy because that over had no life. Zero. Like, first 10 minutes of the game, it was like 9 to 6 or some shit. And we were just like, yeah, over should be a good look. Uh, but it's crazy that this shit's never dead until it's really over. Lost by a layup. Lost by a fucking layup. That's crazy, dude. A date with Lisa Ann loses by a fucking layup. <laughs> I saw you tweeted... Like the the graphic that unders are like thirty and ten or some shit. Yeah, and you're like, like fuck, fuck that, that dude. <laughs> fuck that dude. But it was just it was like uh, it was just forced. I forced it because it was the only over available. Nothing <sighs> worse than forcing it, dude. Nothing worse, dude. I did There's that. Nothing worse. I mean, I I lost every parlay this weekend by Ouch. one leg. One leg. I hit the last bozo pack, but I mean, it was like plus one twenty. That but, video was. <laughs> I think probably my favorite video you've ever done. What? When I was in bed? Yeah, just because you were like, <laughs> the Bozo Mega Goat Whale Free Cheese Parlay is... Oh, fuck, what was the parlay? And then I know you like close your phone, like open your book, and was like, okay, Houston, Bama, Gonzaga, okay. Houston, no way they lose, money line. Bama, no way they lose, money line. But like the fact that you like kept in there, you were like... What the fuck was a parlay? <laughs> fuck. And then that's the one that hits. I was like, dude, I was geeking when I saw that video in the morning. No, I know. It was, it was I mean, it was just exactly how I started my day. Yeah. You know, no, I, I was like, you know, fuck it. These games are already starting. I haven't made a video yet. I got to make some. And that's how you wake up in Vegas. Everybody. <laughs> that's how everybody wakes up in Vegas. I don't Literally. care what you're doing. You could have spent all night at the buffet for some reason. You wake up feeling like your whole soul got taken <laughs> yeah. the night before. If your tongue doesn't feel like sandpaper, you didn't have a good time. Yeah, though. you wake up, you get that. <laughs> ah. <laughs> this is horrible. Am I really going to let this mini fridge violate me right now for just a sip of nectar? Just a <laughs> sip of water? $22 for Fiji water? <laughs> also... All-time bozo move from our guy, Dave, thinking you could remove the pressure-plated items in the fridge to put your own yeah, items he's got in. got leftovers from dinner. He's like, oh, let me just scoot everything over. <laughs> Make some room here. Meanwhile, it's all pressure-plated to the minute you take it off. That guy downstairs is like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> he's fucking splooging at all these charges. Um, I did want to have a like quick little segment. We already talked about it a little bit. But who are kind of your, you know, we got 16 teams left. Who are kind of your three teams you're looking out for now in the Sweet 16 that you're rooting for as a basketball fan? Not necessarily betting-wise, but also betting-wise because I'm sure the lines are, are going to be pretty good. Um, my three would probably be one at Bama because I have them winning in all my bracket. It'd be cool to pick the national championship correctly. Uh, I also just think they're the best team in there. I think it's going to be one of those teams where 
as they go deeper in the tournament, we're really going to learn how good they are because we're going to have a an Alabama team play a team that we think is playing pretty hot, and Alabama's just going to beat the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, also love Gonzaga. They're kind of one of my teams up there, but they're not necessarily a team that I'm pulling for to win at all. I'd probably go Bama, Xavier, and Creighton. And Miami. My Miami, little Miami wagon. It'd be cool to see them go on a real run here and, and beat Houston. Um, but Creighton and Xavier, too, just kind of like that Big East effect. I also love those teams and, and their personality. Um, you know, now that Providence is removed, I can kind of remove my hatred for them. But, you know, I kind of I kind of love the way they play. I like their players. I like their coaches. So, you know, those two teams I'm, I'm kind of rooting for as yeah, well. I'm with you on Gonzaga. I want to see Timmy win one. That'd yeah, be that'd really be cool. cool. That'd be cool. Good way to cap off his career. Definitely rooting for Houston. Obviously, okay. you know, one seed, probably not the most fun to root for. But I uh, would love to see them win in Houston. Yeah, that'd be finals cool. there. That'd be dope. Um, and another team, I mean, San Diego State, I know they're playing Bama, but proud of them for making it this far, getting through the uh, Furman, you know, Cinderella. I'm just not a fan of them. Yeah. After watching that first round game where covering five and a half was almost like pulling teeth, like I just, the, like the Mountain West sucks. Like, can we just admit that the Mountain West just it might is suck, dog water? I, I love it. Okay. Wow. I didn't expect you to say that. Well, it it's kind of the suck, West Coast, dude. <laughs> I mean, because it's always a late night tuck means, dude. And when you're, you're back against the wall. But once we get to March, they're incapable of winning games. <laughs> it's like Boise State at a pick em. They lose sure. by like 30. Should be a good look. Like, I don't, I don't know what the disconnect is with the Mountain West. So you're San Diego State, Gonzaga, and Houston? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'd love to see Princeton, you know, win that game somehow. That'd be I mean, yeah, just, just for the narrative. Just for the narrative. Yeah, that would be cool. Texas, too, I guess. I like Xavier. That's going to be a good game. That's going to be a great game. This is the game that I had in almost every single one of my brackets. And every time I looked at it, I gave the edge to Xavier because Texas has never seen big men like like Jack Nungie. The exact reason why Xavier just beat the dog shit out of the team they played in the round of 32. It's because it's very hard to play size, and I think Texas struggles with size. Mm-hmm. And Penn State didn't really have size. So they kind of got fortunate with a Penn State matchup where there wasn't really a big man that could get in the paint and, and make some problems. So... That, that game is going to be really fun to watch. I agree. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be a great Sweet 16. You know, I'm just – honestly, I'm hyped for just a day off of this shit, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm excited to go back to the NBA and NHL and cook up some green gobbies and, you know. But having said that, we didn't get to talk about it on the couch because it happened the day after, and then we interviewed Lisa. We put together a parlay on Friday night. Dude, it's one of those surgical ones. We pulled up to Circa, and I was talking to Trent. I was like, dude, we need to put together a parlor. I was like, I and got it. And he starts it by leaning over to me. He goes, the Lakers play tonight. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so in. I was like, who do they play? He's like, the Mavs. Big Mavs fan now, but we fucking suck. Would love to fade the Mavs. No, Luca. I was like, dude, so down. First leg, auto locked in. I just let Trent do his thing, let him spend some time alone at the book, surveying the board. He comes together with a three-teamer. Celtics money line, Lakers money line, and the Ducks money line. Yep. And I was in too much piss uh, to where I needed that lay to have better odds. So I said, fuck it. I'm taking Indiana and TCU with it. Yeah, so it was supposed to be a three-teamer. And then Trent comes back with his ticket and it was five. I was like, I don't know how you do this every single time, but okay. I put 100 on it. 
And Friday was probably my worst day of betting because it was Providence, it was VCU, it was um, USC. So I was like pretty much, after having a fantastic Wednesday and Thursday, to go into Friday and just be like watching L's just one after another, I was like, I really need this parlay and I really like it. And it's got no college basketball, so that's perfect. Put 100 on it. And I ended up leaving Circa earlier than you guys because we had an event to go to. But I'm sitting back at home, picked up like a case of White Claws. We're drinking the White Claws. Comes down to the fucking Lakers, dude. Celtics were air. The Ducks end up scoring like three goals in the third period to take the lead after it being tied. So I was like, oh my God, we're fucking so at the table. And the Lakers have the lead with a minute left. I was like, dude, that's perfect. Yeah. Up one. AD goes to the line. Misses the first. I was like, dude, this fucking bozo. If he just makes both, we have a one-possession game. Like, there's no way we can lose. Makes a second. I look over at Nick, because I'm sitting there with Nick and Lauren, I go, there's literally, like, enough time for one shot to be off for the Mavs. I look at Nick and I go, this is just enough time for Kyrie Irving to take my soul. And we're not watching him. I'm watching on ESPN. So I know whatever's going to happen next, the game's going to be over. Because it's going to load whatever happens, then it's going to say end the game. I go, dude, this is just enough time for Cairo to take my soul, and it would be so classic for the first time of me fading the Mavs since becoming a fan that Kyrie Irving just balls out and takes my soul. So we're sitting there waiting. Timeout. Timeout. Timeout took forever. Timeout. Timeout. I'm sitting there with the... And I already started talking about it. I was like, dude, I'm going to be able to wake up, walk in a Circa, dude. cash 400 bucks, yes. and then I've got shit to play with for the rest of the day. That dude. was I'm the gonna, worst part. I'm going to have a full-blown like masterclass tomorrow. I'm going to have 400 free bucks to play with. <laughs> I see the text get bold on ESPN, which means somebody made a shot. And it doesn't load the score like immediately when someone makes a shot. And I see... Nice. Maxi. <laughs> Kleber made three-pointer. End of game. Moose piss. Actual moose piss, dude. I was already figuring out what I'm doing with my units. I've got 2200 bucks coming home, and Maxi Kleber said, I'll take that. Fuck you. First three that he made of the game. First three, dude. He don't even fucking hit threes. And it was on AD who blew the free throw. Because AD decided to crash the paint up two. If they make a layup, it's overtime. Yeah. Leaves them wide open. Dude, I was frozen after that. Frozen. Frozen. And then, to top that off, I couldn't even get into my own fucking room, dude. Because oh, I mean, that cl- story's all time. The cleaning lady was cleaning my room as I'm swiping the score app, checking to see if this fucking game's over. And my key wouldn't work, but she's in my room, doors wide open, she's cleaning it. And I'm like, ma'am, I'm about to go to the fucking bars. Can I clean or can I get in my room and change? And she wouldn't let me in. And I'm bickering back and forth with this maid as Maxie fucking Kleber <laughs> sucks the soul out of me. Now I'm not having it with this maid. <laughs> now I'm like, all right, yeah, it was all fun and games before. Like, hell yeah. Let me in my fucking room. And she wouldn't. And I'm like, I have my passport right there on the counter that I can match with my ID that's in my pocket. And she wouldn't let me in. I understand it's protocols. And I was kind of an asshole. But it was because of Maxi Kleber, okay? So if the maid's watching this. Yeah, maid, if you're watching this from Caesars, I'm sorry. Just, no. 
just no max you just ruined my night right before you did too but i think the cherry on top was you were like all right listen all i need is my hair gel if you can just give me my hair gel <laughs> i need because i was wearing a hat for 12 hours and you can't wear a hat to the club we were going to and so my hair looked like fucking you know it was down and it was gross and i'm not going out looking like that and i just wanted my hair gel and she told me she would give it to me and then i stood there and waited for her to grab it and i'm like and then she started walking away i'm like ma'am i've been here this whole time waiting for you to grab my goddamn hair gel she's like oh i can't grab it i'm like are you fucking kidding me so you lied to me <laughs> so now you're a liar that's literally what i said to her because <laughs> of maxi goddamn cleaver dude pissed me off so much and she just added to it and i was so pissed bro and in like hindsight i would have been fine if it was Kyrie. because at least i got my soul taken by like a great player yeah and i'm sure i can go on instagram see a dope ass highlight Fuck that. Having it be fucking Maxi Kleber was like the <laughs> cherry on top of just like, wow, yeah. I'm going to be in urine tomorrow at the book. Dude, I couldn't stop thinking about it all night. Dude, it killed me. Like, especially when you watch the play too, because if AD just doesn't like crash the paint I for know. no reason, like we're there. Um, when we went to like a strip club after and I'm just like sitting there in the chair, it's like thinking about Maxi fucking Kleber. For Elisa and event. We, <laughs> we didn't just go to go. We weren't like, all right. Just got our souls taken by <laughs> Maxi Kleber. Let's hit a fucking strip club. It was it was to meet it was to meet and greet with Lisa and, and and hang out there for a little bit, and that was great. So thanks, Lisa, for for doing all that. But um, yeah, I mean, a great weekend in Vegas. I'm sure more stories will come through as you know we have more time than a five hour night of sleep to think about it. Um, but you know, this has been another episode of TFM Bets. We got the Lisa interview coming on Wednesdays. Really excited about that. Make sure you share the pot with a friend. Um, Trent, why don't you tell them where they can find you? Follow me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram at Boogie with Trent. Follow the Twitch channel at Boogie Sports. Tune into the Surgical Stream every weekday, 1 p.m. Central. Uh, you can find me, Mikey, over on every platform other than Instagram, where it's Michael.j.overs. Um, this has been another episode from the from the Dojo. We got plenty of March left. We've got an NBA season that's starting to heat up. Um, an MLB season that feels like it's just on the horizon. It is. And NHL is getting a little weird. So uh, we're definitely going to do a goat whale update next time we sit on the couch because some shit has gone down in my goat whale that I have $1,000 on. <laughs> so I'd love to talk about that a little bit next episode. Um, but yeah, this has been another episode. We'll be seeing. Be seeing, guys.